Throne far, throne far. We've come from the throne, the depth, the throne, the deep throne far. From the depth, the godosi ba bamba godomba 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 the throne of mercy, the throne of mercy, for we have come from far. We have come from far. We have come from far. We have come. We have come. We come. We come. We come. We come by the authority of the throne of mercy. We come by the authority of the throne of mercy to bring it to the door to the throne. To bring it to the door to the throne. To bring it to the door of the Father. To bring it to the door to the door to the door to the door of the Father. We come. We come from far. We've come from far, from far, from far, and we come with help. We come with mercy. We come with help. We come with mercy. We come with help. We come with mercy for to see, for to make you to see where we've come from, for to make you to see where we've come from, for to make you to see where we've come from, and to bring you, to bring you, to bring you to the throne. To the throne, to the throne, to the throne. It is a tronic. It is 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 mercy. It is mercy. It is I mercy that I've sent them. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Okay. Praise, thank you. Teliana Master Pali Garabosta. Mekati Maprosta Aprate Ekasteva Potalia Temakatolia Katalia Kato Mekatalia Opreata Akate Ata Akata Okoto Mekata Ali Kata Opreate Kalamakatolia Mekakola Mekola 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 Aventa Mekola Ekatakola Mekatakola Mekotakola Mekotakola Aventa Kola 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 Mekotakola Kola Mekotakola Aventa Kola Aventa Kola I'm a good economic commitment, Hi, hi, Michael. Hi, heaven. Hi, heaven. Hi, hi. From the highest heaven. From the highest heaven. Even I. Even I. Even high. Even high. Even high. From the high heavens. From the highest heavens. Highest heaven. Even I. Even I. Even I. Even I. Even I. Even high. From the highest heaven. I've come to call you up. I've come to call you up. For I have come. 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 I have come, even I, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord from the highest heaven, even the highest heaven, from the highest heaven, I have come to call you up from the grave, 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 to call you up from the grave. It is time to come up, to come up, to come up out of the grave, out of the grave. Out of the grave, for I have been given power. I have been given power. I have been given the authority over the grave. Over the grave, it is given to me. It is given to me. I am come. I am come from the highest heaven mm. to call you out of the grave. Mm. To call you out of the grave. To call you out. Thank to you. call you out. It doesn't matter how deep, how deep, how deep Thank your grave may be. I'm come to call you out. Call you out. Come out. Come out. Hear my voice and come out. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Praise God. Um, okay, let's read um, Revelation chapter 1. the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. And blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep 
those things which are written therein for the what time is at hand. Praise God for, for the word, for, for the time is at hand. Thank you, Father. Uh, so this revelation is um, a particular revelation. And when we say um, the revelation of Jesus Christ, um, it is, is a comprehensive it is a comprehensive revelation. The word the, that's a, the article the there, um, signifies, what is the, when you say the, you mean that it is, what is that? Okay, specific, but more than it being specific. If you say, a boy. The difference between saying a boy and the boy. Um, what are you saying? Sorry? It's not just any boy, okay. It's specific, okay. That there's something about the, about the boy, okay. Um... Okay, maybe that's not the right um, example to use. The, if you say there, are, there have been revelations. This is the last book of the Bible. Right? The um, epistles are actually, all the epistles are revelatory works. They are all, they were all revelatory books. We know very definitely Paul of Saul of Tarsus had revelation. Saul who became Paul, he had revelation um, and he wrote in revelatory terms. Praise God. Um, but John here is now Coming, coming now and saying the revelation of Jesus Christ. So if he's using the word the, is to me what I'm saying is more of a comprehensive thing such that everything about him that has been revealed before will be inclusive in the revelation. You can't have the, you can't call it the revelation of Jesus. If it's not encompassing. If it's not encompassing, they will say it's a revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him, and all of those things. It will be maybe a particular revelation. Praise God. But there is a uniqueness about the, this, the book of Revelation and what was given to John that... Um, it has a kind of a special value. If I can use that word, there's a special value about this revelation. Now, or when you say the revelation, I mean the, the way of seeing, the way it was represented to John 
I mean both including the manner and the content of, because the Bible says he sent and signified it. So that signified means he used different signage, right, to convey that revelation. So the revelation which of Jesus Christ um, is the is the revelation is a complete revelation of Jesus Christ. It's is the um, is almost like the fulfillment. That's the book of Revelation. It's like the fulfillment of his unveiling. Right? It's the is the is almost like the final completion. It's like you know he has been successively revealed through the epistles. But when they now bring the book of Revelation, it's trying to, it's almost like concluding the whole matter of Revelation. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he's saying now, it's the revelation which God gave unto him. So you're seeing that this revelation of Jesus Christ came from, is something that he received from God. We are speaking now, not um, the, not just speaking concerning who his inward person and his content or what makes him up. They are speaking about his revelation. Do you understand that? Do you get that? They are speaking about what? His revelation that God, it means God gave Jesus Christ a, the, what he calls the revelation. God, it came from God. That's one, one thing that we must know about the, this book of Revelation or what is being referenced in the book of Revelation. It's that it is a, it is not just the, um, the author or the authority of the writing. I'll put it this way. The mind that wrote was God. Do you understand that? Now, before this time, different men have had revelations and they've written in the Bible, written books that, in, that include revelation of Christ and revelation of God. We know that predominantly the initial epistles of Paul, from beginning from Romans, right? Roma, Romans, the Corinthian books, the Galatian, Ephesians, all of those books were mainly about the revelation of Christ, the nature of Christ, but they also touched on revealing God's nature as well. But when you began to shift more to other books like Hebrews, James, right, Jude, Peter, the books of Peter. Peter also has revelation of Christ in it, but he also has revelation of God as the divine nature or the nature of God, right? Now, when they revealed, those men revealed their letters, they were operating with um, a revelatory instrument that was part of the five 
fold ministry. Do you agree with me? What did I say? They're operating with what? Revelatory instrument. That's a fivefold ministry. And we know about, all we know about the fivefold is that those operations of the, they are called gifts. They're actually called the gifts of Christ. Do you understand me? If in Ephesians chapter 4, that when he ascended on high, they gave the gift. Now, when I say gift of Christ, I don't mean just Christ as the nature of Christ. I mean the person, Jesus. We're, I'm speaking about persons now, not just, um, not just their inward, not just inward stature or images. I'm speaking about persons. Right? So in Ephesians 4, the person who gave gifts to men in Ephesians 4 was not God himself. Do you see that? It wasn't who? It wasn't God himself that gave gifts to man. It was who? It was Jesus. When he ascended, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and then did what? He gave gave gifts unto man. Verse 9, and now he that ascended, was it not he that descended first into the lower parts of the earth? And he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, so that he might do what? He might feel all things. Verse 11. And then he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and what? And then teachers. Praise God. So you see it was him, that's Jesus, who he who ascended on high. Now go back to verse, verse 10. Verse, verse 10, that he that descended up is the same that ascended up far above what? All heavens, that he might what? Feel, that he might feel all things. So he ascended above all heavens, that he might do what? Now, of course, these heavens which he ascended above are the heavens of the present. Glory to God. Um, one of the, what suggests this to me is because of the plurality of the word heaven. They added a plural to heaven. Uh, so when the heaven, going with scripture, when heaven is pluralized, you're, they are speaking about the present heaven, which we know is made into three heavens. The first heaven, the second heaven, and then what? The third heaven. And we've learned that those heavens are heavens of precepts. Right, it has its own design and demarcation according to what it's meant to teach to the earth. Praise God. So, so when he ascended, he ascended up far above all heaven. So, uh, but we know in creation, God made the heaven and the earth. He doesn't speak about anything above heavens. When he made the, in, the initial creation, the first creation, or the, in, or the first world, amen, in Genesis. He made heavens and men, he made the earth. So it's very clear that where Jesus was, where he ascended into was higher than heaven. The place that 
the ascend that Jesus himself ascended to. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, from that ascension, but from that ascension place, there are gifts which he, he, was, he permitted or he then gave to men. And to some men he gave to be apostles. Praise God. Hallelujah. Apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some pastors, some evangelists. Now, all of those things are for the church now. Now, of those men which he gave these gifts, you see um, all of these writers of epistles, most of them, they were they writing epistles from, another word for these gifts, how you call them ascension gifts. Praise God, they are what? Ascension gifts. They are, why, why are they ascension gifts? Is that these are actually the gifts that will make the church ascend. You see, even from verse 12, they began to, to say, for the perfecting of the saints, work of the ministry, for the edifying. The word edifying means to build up, to make the body an edifice, to raise the body up. Glory to God. So they are, these are gifts of ascension. They are mainly ascension gifts, right, that the head of the church gave some in the church to have. There are most people who will cooperate with him in the work of ascension for the perfecting of the saints, the, the work of the ministry. And he calls it the, the what? The edifying of the body of Christ. You see that last one? The edifying of the body of Christ. He mentioned the word body of Christ here. That's a specific word. If you go to verse 13, let's see. He said, till we all come, it means the body of Christ should be edified and edified and edified and edified. This is Christ now. Are you seeing that? So this Christ, of course, is talking about the Christ image or the Christ nature that the church must be, be built up as an edifice into that nature until a point when we all come in the unity of the faith and of the what? Knowledge of the Son of God. And you come into a perfect man. Unto a perfect man. And then unto the what? The measure of the what? Stature of the fullness of Christ. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. So, one thing about this particular kind of administration here, this ascension or this ascension gifts, right? This is talking about the fivefold ministry, the fivefold ministry um, that is given primarily by Jesus as gifts to men. You see, the main trust of this ministry or the main purpose of the fivefold ministry is for the raising up of what? Of the body of Christ, to build up the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, so all these um, apostles, the people who wrote these books, they were using from that gift, the gift of building. That's what they were using. They were using that sense of building to write. And they wrote all these 
things. Now, when it came to now the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation now is a special book. Praise God. It's now, it's now telling you the, another word, you see another giving here. But not Jesus. You know, in Ephesians 4, the Bible says, He gave gifts, He who ascended, gave gifts to men. Now, when those gifts are, um, you know, it's the same gift. When you are reading um, Paul, for example, the gift upon Paul that, that came upon him, that was working in his heart and inspiring him and stirring within him, that was making him release epistles. And those epistles were, write, were being written down, written, writing them to churches, which we are reading now. You know, it's the same um, operation. It's the same sort of gifting. You know, when, you, when he releases the word, it's actually everything that a gift produces is a gift. Do, do you understand that if it came from, so, you, you, so really, you say what was really given, it wasn't, I mean, you've not seen Paul physically, but you have been receiving of the gift. What he received. Are you seeing that? Now, not only you, but other, of course, if you look at maybe the custody of what you have been blessed with, um, you discover that by the, the, the Lord, um, the same gift he gave to Paul, he Give it after I began to share the same, right? Out of those some, it's not just Paul was there, all these guys who wrote the scriptures were among those people who gifts were given, but they were not the only ones, right? There, is, there are others who the same gift come up, came upon them in that era as well. Who were, who were, some, who were using the, let's say, someone like Timothy? Right. Timothy did never, didn't write any book of the Bible. Right. He didn't write any book of the Bible, but it's very clear that Timothy was sharing from the gift. Paul was even telling him, stir up the, the gift that is in you, that came upon you. He didn't say gift I gave you. He's just saying that it came on you by the laying on of my hands. I know we've taught that those of us in life class, we know that these gifts of Christ are not transfer. You can't transfer it from you to somebody else, right? It is he who, who, gave, who gives them that has to give, but through laying on of hands, there can be sort of a, a connection. That through laying on of hands, a connection can happen to he who gives them. So I put in remembrance that I'll stir up the gift of God, which is indeed by what? the putting on of my hands. Praise God. So he had, and we don't know all the manner of gifts that were involved here. You know, there might be gifts of the spirit, part of, the, of that in, in what Timothy had, very likely he would have had gifts of the spirit. We know clearly he had the gift of Christ because he was operating in a pastoral capacity in Ephesus. Praise God. Um, 
glory to God. And we, we don't also know how high, we don't know how high and how far Timothy went, right, in terms of giftings. Glory to God. You know when we say, give, oh, that guy is gifted sometimes. We have a short-sighted nature of or sense of gifts. It's, it's sometimes it can be really it can be short-sighted. We don't see the sometimes we don't discern the, the the full economy of gifts which God can share among people. Praise God. So they are in degree. When you go into the realm of the, the, the spirit, you have the gifts of the spirit. Then you have gifts of Christ. Now, but you also have what you call gifts of God. <laughs> yes, they are what you call gifts of God. Amen. When Paul was writing to Timothy, it's possible that this particular gift of God, we don't know it, what it is, it's possible that he might, he might not have been speaking about gifts in general. Maybe they've had a conversation before about a particular gift maybe which he received and which Paul wants him to stir it up and say, see that gift, that, the gift of God which God gave you, maybe, maybe they've spoken about it. Maybe, I'm sure Timothy, when he reads this, he, might, he will know what Paul is referencing to, is making reference to. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to God, God is um, God is a giver of gifts. Okay, the Bible will say that every good gift, right? Every perfect gift is from above. Now. Now, this is one thing with God, that when you move into the, the realm of God, you are moving into the unbounded world and realm of gifts. The unbounded what? The unbound, an unbounded and unlimited economy of gifts. That's God. That's why you say God is good. It's actually his nature. So God is a preservation of gifts for man. And um, the, the real gifts which man should come into, we will not access them until we get to God. And God begins to open up himself and begin to give things to men. Now, what we call the, in the, when you come into the Holy Spirit as a person, you know, the Holy Ghost as a person, yes, there are they are gifts configured in his personality. Yes, sir. Yes. There are nine of them. There are nine of them. They are finite. Finite. Right? Nine gifts of the Spirit. Those nine gifts of the Spirit are they are not they are not gifts which the Spirit of God necessarily reaches into God to to give. When they call them the gifts of the Spirit, they are talking about the gifts 
for man that are built into the person. When they defined the person called Holy Spirit, they defined gift. And they are finer. There are nine of them, according to the scriptures. Are you, are you, do you understand me? Mm-hmm. So when you, what that means is that when you have person of spirit in you, it, when he's, that person of the spirit is within you, inside of you, he can begin to take his person has compartments. He has lockers. He has, um, you know, storage um, lockers in him that he can begin to pop open. Right, and with each one he opens, or there are nine of them. When he opens the it up, you gain access to gifts. Those gifts are actually gifts from the person. So it's like he is in you. When you have him, he will unlock a gift, and then he will pour it into your own person. And once he pours it, he doesn't take it back. He will drop it inside of your own person. That's, but it comes, those gifts of the Spirit, they are called gift of the Spirit. Because they are not just gifts that hang, you know, just in the realm of the Spirit. Gifts come from there. You know, that kind of thing. That's not the sense of that. Those gifts of the Spirit are specific gifts of the person of the Holy Spirit. Which he can transfer from his person into another person who is a Christian. Do you get that? Glory to God. Then, that's the gift of the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, the second person in the Trinity, who is Christ, who is Jesus Christ, he also has gifts configured in him. Do you get that? Uh The the gift configured in the person of Christ, or who you call Jesus. Jesus. Not Christ as a nature of Christ. I'm talking about the person. When you say the, and he, because it's, it's he gave gifts to men. He gave, it's him, the person, Jesus Christ. That second person of the Trinity. So those fivefold, what we call fivefold, are gifts of his person, of the person of Jesus. I don't know if you understand me. There's a, way you, there's a way you can tell their, some things about their person or their, their personal function by the gifts of their person. It's a sense of discernment. Now, of course, each of them transcends the gifts that their person gives. Do you get? Why? Because... You must see their person as functional towards man. Am I making any sense to you? Have I gone to my own world? I'm like, maybe I'm, have I entered my own realm? <laughs> okay. You are with me? Thank you. Thank you for being with me. Please don't, don't leave me. Stay with me. Praise God. So, so you see the person, so they, they, when they made those, those persons of the, of the, when I say they made, I mean, <laughs> uh, 
um, what I mean by that is when they, they, they choose to divide them, themselves too into person, personalities or persons, and each of them having uniqueness of properties, right? They did it in such a way that there, there should be personal gifts attached to their, their person. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. So the person of the Holy Spirit, you see those nine gifts of the Spirit? You see, prophecy, diverse kind of tongues, interpretation of tongues, faith, healings, walking of miracles, word of wisdom, word of word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. You see, those gifts that when you look at those gifts, those are personal attributes, gifts which the Holy Spirit has. They are made into his person. Do you get that? That when you don't operate these things without his person, without, without encounter with his person, it is encounter with his person that unlocks these things. So these are sort of, um, these gifts are, gifts are abilities, right? They are, it's, they are things that give some kind of an enablement that makes you able in a sort of way. So these gifts are abilities according to the personal design of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now every one of these gifts will help, helps to, um, all these gifts of the Holy Spirit, help you to help, the, to help, the help to make his man, personal mandate prosper. Mm. They are, they are, it's very clear, the mandate of the Holy Spirit, when I say mandate, I mean what are they, what do they exist in their person? To accomplish, right? That mandate is, is of course, greater than these gifts. It is very, very high. There's so much he wants to do. Like Jesus was teaching about him being the spirit of truth and how he will guide us into all truth. You see all those operations which he will, he will do. They, they are, there are ministries which he will fulfill. But, and there's so much that the Holy Spirit will bring you into beyond his own person. You get what I mean? Uh, but to be able to take you from, the reason why he exists, he can go to a place that is beyond where the other persons are designed to go. Uh-huh. So, so imagine the other persons of God, are, they are designed, they can, they can move to a certain point in those places where they are operating. They operate with their spirit. They all operate together. But there will be a point where they say, we, can't, we, have, we, are, we choose by design to limit ourselves beyond this place. But you, spirit, you can go further. So by the time in the realm which is further beyond where the other persons have chosen to go, 
what you will find there is pure personal oper operation and manifestation. And that's where you will see a lot of these things, right? Very, very, very manifest. Glory to God. And you will see these things operating in a sense or in a way that doesn't involve necessarily more things that involves the other persons of God necessarily. Praise God. Now, when you think about the gift of the person of Christ, that is Christ as Jesus, so Jesus, his own personal gift, you now discover that Jesus' own personal gift is specific to edifice building. Right? They didn't put that in the personal gift of the Spirit. Right? The personal gift of the Holy Spirit. That if you, if you take the Holy Ghost and say, I love you, Holy Spirit, I like you, I just want to be with you forever. I don't even need to know anybody else. Just you, me and you. Now, if you have the Holy Spirit like that, you can manifest all these nine gifts easily. You flow into all of them, be bountiful with them. Right? But all the other things that you see that Jesus, the, that require the gift of the person, that second person in their trinity, the dividends of that person that are tied to his person just by having only Holy Spirit and never asking the Holy Spirit, can you take me further? Can you lead me? Because I know that you are one, but there are two other persons. Because you, are, you guys are a trinity. You get that. If you don't tell the Holy Spirit and begin to press into the other dealings with who, with the other person, there will be a lot of spirituality will be limited around these things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, these persons I'm, I'm speaking about, they are very, very unique. If there is the Holy Spirit is in a place and the Son or, or Jesus himself, you know, him, say himself. himself. Say himself. himself. You know, Hebrews was... was that beginning of Hebrews chapter 1 was trying to show us that thing of himself. That's part of what that Hebrews 1 was, was emphasizing. God who has hundred times in diverse manner spoke to the fathers by the prophet and in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he has appointed there of all things by whom he made the walls who being the brightness of his glory, the express image and then upholding all things by what? The word of his power when he had by himself poured our sins sat down at the right hand, are you seeing? That person, so if you, if you come to an, an environment, let's say it's a spiritual environment, or a Christian environment, where they have opened the door wide, fully, to the person of the Holy Spirit, but they haven't given much chance for, do you know it's not everywhere Jesus walks into? Like, well, they are Christians, 
they are born again. It's not everywhere you have born again Christians. And like where you have the person of the Holy Spirit present constantly. It's not every such place that Jesus Christ has a place in. Now, if you, when you go to a place where Jesus has a place, versus a place where the Holy Spirit is established, but Jesus doesn't have a place, they, they can be very different. Yeah. Why? What will make them different? It's the difference of personalities. Yeah. You, you can sense difference of persons. I don't know if you believe me. Am I dividing things too much? This, I'm not. Sure this, I need to add my own division, right? This is Bible, right? <laughs> Do you agree there are three? Let's start from there. Okay. Everybody agrees with me. Yes, sir. Sorry, I know you all agree. I'm just speaking to maybe one person that's just. Oh, well, maybe it might be one person in the room that's like, ah, oh, why are you being so you know, specific about this thing? It's the Bible. We have to. Um, don't sum them all up together and say, uh, if, if, God, if the Bible divided them and they showed them to us as three persons, know them as three persons. Some of us don't even, even have that sense. Sometimes you, are, you, know, you just pray, uh, God, whoever is there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever is hearing me right now, is it Father? You can start praying to the Father in between. In the middle, you switch to the Son, and then you, you mix them all together. And, and they might be confused. Okay, who are you actually praying? Is it me or is it my? Or is it? <laughs> you know, it, growth brings, brings division. Like as you grow, you can, that's part of what growth is. Growth makes you more sensitive to spiritual entities, spiritual personalities. You should get to a point where your soul should be able to clearly sense the difference between the person of the Holy Spirit, the person of of the Lord Jesus, and the person of the Father, the person of God. They are distinct entities, actually they are. They are distinct entities in the spirit. They don't all do the same thing. They don't just, they don't all behave, both behave the same. There are differences between their own, the aspect of their relationship with you. Amen. And one thing that happens um, sometimes when you are, you take a Christian who is used to the person of the Holy Spirit and they've never, they've never been acquainted with Jesus before. And then someone who Jesus walks with can now begin to introduce Jesus to them and he can be a stranger. 
You might, you might be like, what? What do you mean? Someone who is a Christian, Jesus can be a stranger to them? Of course, yes. Of course, yes. Some, Christ, some Christians can take it for granted that because they are born again, they've been speaking in tongues, they've been fellowshipping, that automatically, when they meet Jesus, they should be able to detect him. That they, you understand what I mean? Praise God. Amen. Um. One unique thing about those, see those fivefold, what we call the gifts of Jesus Christ. One, one of the unique component of those gifts is that those people who have able to be been established in those gifts are people who have become coming to some kind of partnership with the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, and he he operates with them. He 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 walks with them. He, he he tries to raise them, to train them, and help them to be able to bring him to people. Are you understanding? That's the I'm I'm speaking about what the actual mind is concerning those gifts. What those gifts are actually meant for. So, pastor, being a pastor, an apostle, teacher, prophet, evangelist, is not, those offices don't exist to get people born again. Right? Let them not exist. People will be getting born again. The least believer can witness and get people born again. Right? Neither do those gifts exist to get people filled with the Holy Spirit. The least believer can get others filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you understanding me? So, but those, these particular offices, like what makes, what makes a, part, a pastor unique in the body of Christ? Pastor an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist, what made them unique is the gift which they possess from the person of Jesus. Anybody can hold a Holy Ghost meeting, get, let there be a Holy Ghost explosion. In such meeting, you have the gifts of the Spirit, all nine of them in full operation. You can have healing there, you have working of miracles there, you have prophecy, you have interpretation, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Yeah. You know, all of these things can be happening without a pastor even being present. Without anybody in the fivefold being present. Do you know that? So, it, so those, those gifts are not, are not proof of your pastoral ministry or that you are... <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if you agree with me at all. They are not proof of your pastoral ministry. <laughs> they are not proof. These these five ministry, these five gifts, they are specific. They are gifts from a person. From the person. So it's very clear that the main purpose of these gifts is to bring that person to people, to introduce him. Are you agreeing with me at all? Uh huh. Now there are some things that are signs of his presence. That's what they now began to. Let's see verse 12 now. So are you seeing perfecting of the saints? Holy Ghost by himself can never do this. He's not given within his jurisdiction by himself to perfect the saints. Do you know? Do you understand what I mean? I give someone you're baptized with filled with the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit from now till next year, the best way you can. And, and operate in all the gifts of the Spirit, highly in all the gifts of the Spirit. That cannot, doesn't have the, the power of perfection, of, of what we call perfecting of the saints. There's something now called the work of the ministry. Uh-huh. You know, ministry is not the same thing as the work of the ministry. You can do ministry or you're not doing the work of the ministry. <laughs> that what the, the work of the ministry, what is work? Work means you are doing it. That is, <laughs> you are. You are doing, the, the work is the problem you want to solve. You get what I mean? The work of the ministry, something called the work of the ministry. It has to do with the, this perfecting of the saints and then the edifying of what? So, so it means that anything body of Christ, developing the body, perfecting the saints, all of those things, they are tied to the person of Christ. You cannot grow up to him without him being involved. Right, it is him. so. So the the fivefold is 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 where the fivefold that God, that God brings the involvement of Jesus in the church. Are you understanding me? Where you can you can't you can fight this thing, but you can't fight it really. <laughs> Praise God. It's very, this is the vehicle through which he gets himself involved in the church. You need to understand that. It's not a thing of this ministry thing, fivefold thing. It's not just um, 
Oh, I desire to preach. Is it bad to desire to preach? No, no, no. It's, it's good. You should desire to preach. In fact, the Bible says, do the work of an evangelist. Be a, to all the saints, means evangelize. Desire to preach. Desire all those things. Amen. But, but some, it's not everybody who is, who is preaching or who is ministering that is ministering with the gift. Yes. If you minister without the gift, you minister without the person. Right? It's the, this gift is actually the, the vehicle through which the person of the Lord Jesus becomes involved. Does it mean that building cannot happen without the gift? No, building can happen, but what you build is not the body of Christ. You will just build something, right? You will. Because men like to build, men can build things, but it's not, they don't leave it open, right, on how to build the body of Christ. It's not open, and you can't use your idea to build the body of Christ, right? So that's why ministry is not about ideas. It's not about, wow, I have an idea of how to gather people, how to keep them interested, how to keep them, you get what I mean? You can't use um, idea, your own idea for that. The person, praise God, are you understanding me? The person of the Lord has to be involved for building up. Glory to God. So there is, I know beyond what you all see, you know when you see, okay, you're in a church, there's a pastor preaching to you, and you see believers everywhere praying in the spirit, but underneath that, there is something that you don't see that is moving, or that is trying to move and be at work. It is actually this thing called the gift of Christ. He's trying to engage people and to engage hearts to do what? To trigger development. Right? Amen. Amen. So, and these gifts, they are tied to that person. So you are seeing the, the nature of Jesus. That person called Jesus. Is about this thing, this edifying and this building of the body. Now, um, so the Bible defines clearly. You see, there are five gifts. It put them into clear definition: the gift of Christ, gifts of the Spirit. He put them clearly nine. Those are clear separations. You cannot add to them. You cannot remove. To, they can manufacture your own. You can't add to them. They are, they are complete. You don't, need more. you don't need a sixth office. More than a five would after apostles, apostles. You get what I'm saying? They are different ones. They now are deliverance minister. There's no deliverance minister <laughs> here. <laughs> then minister of worship. There's no minister of worship. <laughs> They are, and they are complete. There's nothing else that's lacking. 
in these five gifts which are given here. Now, you're seeing this specification of, of gifts. Now, it's very clear that when the apostle is on the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors, when they are, they are using their gift, right, to, for this work which they prescribe and they describe here, it's very clear they are doing it with the spirit as well. So you, you see gifts working together, gifts with gifts, gifts serving gifts, right? The gifts of the spirit should be serving apostolic ministry, serving prophetic ministry, serving the evangelistic ministry. Are you seeing that? Praise God. Now, what, the point I want to make to you is when you move beyond those two persons, right, you, you, move, you move into the real world of gifts, right? The real gifts. Amen. Uh-huh. So, you see these other gifts that you see here, they are actually types of what you call really, real gifts. The, the real gifts that you want to really give to men. They are gifts in God. Aha, uh-huh. are you understanding me? Those are the, the real world of what? Of gifts. Are what? They are gifts in God. And all those gifts, you see those gifts in God? They are the, those are the real gifts. So, if you've not touched those ones, you've not touched real gifts yet. All you've, what you have touched are gifts to help for gifts. Gifts for gifts. Gifts to... To enable you, gifts which you you, you will use to ena- to get gifts. Amen. It's like it's like you're hungry, so I, I, I give you a spoon. You thank me. Is it is it a gift? It's a gift. The spoon is a gift, and it's a necessary gift. Are you understanding me? You come to my house now, and we ha- we greet and everything like many of you do. <laughs> then I say sit down. And you sit down. Like many of you do. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, you sit down on the kitchen table or something. And then my lovely wife comes and gives you a plate and a spoon and you receive it like many of you do. <laughs> Amen. Awesome uh, gifts that we've given to you. Amen. And they are useful. You can't reject those of me because by the time plate lands and spoon lands, what happened? Tell me, sir. What, so, are you understand? But can you eat that? Is that really the gift? 
is that at the end of the day, you receive plate and spoon, have you? And that's the end. We say, okay, well, we just said, let's, let us. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But, but those are, they are instruments. They're actually instruments. They're implements for the real gift. Do you get what I'm saying? The real gift, you can have the spoon, you can handle the plate, but the real gift is something that should go inside you and you should digest it that should change your, are you getting what I'm saying? Interact. So it means that the real gift should be able to interact with your anatomy and your anatomy should be able to interact with it, break it down, digest it. It becomes part of you. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Praise God. Are you seeing now, are you seeing the difference between these gifts of those other persons and then the gifts which are under the jurisdiction of the Father? Are you understanding what I'm saying? You are seeing different senses of gifts now. So, you're seeing instrumental gifts, different, being different from, or gifts of instrumentation, different from gift of what? Of substance. Gifts of, do you understand me? Gifts of substance, gifts of the, of the real, Aha. Praise God. Amen. Now, so, um, when you, there's something, that thing called God. Say God. Uh-huh. God. God is a giver. That's what God is. God is the a, a person's God is who gives him things. Or another def, definition of God is who, he who blesses you. Do you understand? That is your God. Where do you get blessed from? Do you agree with me? Where do you what? Where do you get blessed? Where is your, where is the, the gift, you know, the gift that your soul needs, in whose storehouse is it? That is your God. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. Now, you now see that the Holy Spirit who has gift as a person. You know, see, he is God. Jesus himself, he is God. But the Father, his self is God, but he's a God 
is God who is the God. I, 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 amen. amen. Is what? Is God who is the God. That if you meet Jesus, Jesus will say, my God. You can talk about his God. Are you understanding me? So, and when he's talk, speaking about his God, he's referring to his Father. Like Ephesians 1 spoke to us about the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you say, Holy Spirit, do you have a God? You say, yes, I have a God. You say, who is your God? He will not say Jesus. Even though Jesus is God. If you ask Holy Ghost, who is your God? He will reflect, he says he will tell you that the Father is his God. Now, try and see what does that thing mean? What does that thing mean? It means that the Father, out of those three, they are not all the same. One of them is their God. Uh-huh. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Okay. Please, you can understand. Don't let anything tell you you can't understand what I'm saying. And also, don't let anything tell you that what I'm saying oh, doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. It's just, or maybe you don't need to understand it. You have to, if you don't understand some of these things, you won't understand the Bible. You will actually get lost very easily. By the time you go into deeper things, you will just get lost. Are you understanding me? So it's, so it's very clear to you that one of the, the main role of the father out of the three persons is to, is to be the God person. Aha. Uh-huh. Even though the other two, they are God too. Uh-huh. The other two are God by nature. Right, and that is who they are actually. They are God by nature. But the Father is, is God by nature and God by function. Are you understanding me?
Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Mm. Mika, do you have the interpretation? Mm. The Lord is saying to me that many of you will begin to interpret tongues. You don't want to accept it. <laughs> and that also it has actually been rest hanging upon some of you. But because of, you know that thing, of why do you need to, if somebody is doing the job, why do you have to worry yourself? You want to just stay in that place of humility and meekness and don't let, that, let it not. Uh, sometimes, some of you have the interpretation of the tongues. You, you, or you have the, the tongue interpretation can be knocking in your heart, but you don't open it. You don't try to, ex- to take the adventure of, of trying to, to hear what, what the gift wants to, is saying, right? Because you, you feel it's not your area. Praise God. Um, but there's an aspect about the gift of the Spirit that you, can, you should covet them. The Bible speaks about it in... First Corinthians chapter 12 is a, he said, he said covet the best gifts. It should, uh, it's not bad for you to want, desire to have the gifts of the spirit, to um, have gifts of tongues, gifts of interpretation. Do you like the way he interprets tongues? Yes, Anybody? Yes, okay, yes, raise up your hand if you like it. Ah, ah, everybody <laughs> likes it. <laughs> Okay, when I say, put your hand down, put your hand down. <laughs> so, uh, when I say like it, I don't mean in terms of you like, you, are, you know you love it, wow. <laughs> this is enjoyable, nice. Praise God. We, I know we all like it in that sense, but I mean in the, in the sense that you would like to be able to interpret tongues. You like the gift of interpretation of tongues. Now, if your hand is down, it doesn't mean you don't like it. I'm not judging you. <laughs> Amen. I'm not judging you that you don't like good things or you don't like spiritual things, please. Because maybe what you covet the most might be another something else. You get a hand. So I'm just saying this for those who really covet the interpretation of tongues. Okay. Okay, let me see your hands. Praise God. Keep your hand, don't put it down, don't put it down. Don't put it down. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Spirit of God. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Holy Spirit, 
give it to them. You, you see their hands. They desire it. They desire it. As you will. As you will. As you will. Spirit of God. Take their inward man. Move over it. And tune it. Begin to tune it. Tune it. Tune it. Tune it. Tune it. Tune it to the function too. And then make it open to receive the gift of interpretation of tongues. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Do you know what a gift is? A gift. Um, spiritual gifts. Both gifts of the spirit and the gift of Christ. A gift is simple. It's just a tuning of your soul. And that's why it makes it very difficult to lose once you have it. It's a, it's like your soul just being tuned a certain way to flow with a spiritual um, function, <coughs> to function a spiritual way. Amen. So the gift of interpretation, the way it works is that when you, of course, by faith, right, when you convert it, you you expect the spirit of God, by the mercy of God, to tune your, your heart towards the, in, the, in line of the operation of that gift. You understand what I mean? Uh-huh. So what you, when you're interpreting, interpreting tongues, it's not, it's not translation. It's not like translating from English to Spanish. Eh? So when you're interpreting tongues, you're not Translating what you say. We've taught this. In, did we teach this in live class? Yes. We taught this in live class. You're not trying to translate. When it says, La Kalima La Maloba, you say in the spirit, La Kalima means. <laughs> One day, I forgot who asked me that question. One day, somebody asked me, they said, um, In meeting, someone can just speak small tongue for like 30 seconds. Then when they say interpret it, the interpretation can be like two minutes. <laughs> so that was a very honest question. It wasn't, you know, no, but it just didn't understand. How can you? Amen. So maybe the concept they had was, um, maybe someone says bien in French or something. Then in English, the, other, the interpreter now starts saying, on a very fateful day, it was raining and... <laughs> Something will tell you this is not much. <laughs> you're not interpreting that thing. You're, talk, you're, you're talking your own story. So, so the person, because of that, they, could, they didn't understand the spiritual mech, mechanism of this thing. So they felt like, this guy is just saying his own thing. What you like? There's something he wanted to say since. He just tried to... <laughs> Ah. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. But that's not the way it works. It's not translation of tongues. It's interpretation. Praise God. So, what you, the interpretation? The interpretation is not. You're not listening to the person who's interpreting. Is not listening to what he's saying to translate it. The tongue, whoever gives the tongue, picks the tongue from the spirit. Something that they just it comes and they're able to to pick it. That is a sensitivity. There's a tongue. Amen. When a tongue comes, someone who has a gift of diverse kinds of tongues depending on what kind of tongue comes, they can pick the tongue and, and, and tune into it, praise God, and release, release their vocal cords to give the, you know, an utterance to the sounding of that tongue, praise God. Now, the person who, has, who is interpreting, you're not translating what the, the tongue is not what the person said. The tongue is something in the spirit. You get what I'm saying? When someone gives a tongue, the tongue is in the spirit. It's a spiritual thing that is in the, is in the spirit. But it manifests by tonguing. When you've tongued it, it is still in the spirit. Do you understand that? It's like tongues, don't, it doesn't go away. Right, there are ways of communication of spiritual truths and, and spiritual realities. Praise God. You can have a, you can have a tongue. Um, you can have, a tongue can come to you. You can have a tongue. And then when you, you are able to access that tongue and take the tongue, 20 years later, you can open the tongue again and tongue it. You don't, that's true, that's how, I'm just, uh, I'm teaching you from experience about things, yeah. And, and if you take that tongue, so a lot of times, the blessing, the, the blessing inside a tongue is spiritual. It's actually a spiritual thing that they want to, that they want to inter, impart. Now, if a tongue goes uninterpreted, it doesn't mean that the blessing, the, the tongue did not bless you. Or it doesn't mean, that's why, it's not necessarily every tongue that must be interpreted. If a tongue comes and maybe someone gives a tongue and no one interprets it, it doesn't mean that we are not blessed. Because the tongue in itself is a blessing. In itself is a blessing. Now, having that tongue interpreted is now taking the blessing and trying to access it via another means which your soul can use, which is interpretation. Uh, do you get what I'm trying to say? There are many things, I've, I've, I taught you in life class that when you hear a tongue, there are many things about tongues. Tongues. Sometimes when you're tonguing, 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 the, it can drop a spiritual essence. Something spiritual. It, through a tongue, a door can open in the spirit. A door of blessing. Blessing behind the tongue can be there. That can, you can drink that blessing inside your soul, but you've not even heard the interpretation of it. It just it blesses you. Every tongue is a blessing. Do you get that? You can take that tongue. If you are able to, if you, 
If you hold on to that tongue and you, you, you are able to, to take it, you can, two days later, you can access that same tongue and it will bless you the same way it blessed you. Now, when I say access the same tongue, do I mean say the exact syllables? No. I'm saying that you access the tongue. The tongue is a spiritual, is a weight. In this, is a, is a, it's like a, it's a packet of spiritual essence. Right? Praise God. Like when you hear, for example, any word that is spiritually loaded or anointed is not the blessing itself. It is what is riding on the word. Like words are, are tools, are instruments to bless you, to impart spiritual things to you. Praise God. Same thing. Even more so a tongue. Because tongue is not primarily meant for your, your articulate mind. Right? It's, it carries, there's so much in a tongue. There's grace in a tongue. A tongue can carry grace. Sometimes they want to give you grace, give you a tongue. I came into so much grace from tongues. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. In 2000, and this, this must be 2015 now, I think it's, yes, 2015, um, when that was the second time um, Daddy came to Canada, so um, in Winnipeg, he came to Winnipeg, he did our, uh, my church, we invited him, so he did our program for us, a young adult program, he also ministered to different ministries in the church. We had um, our life meetings, Believers Convention as well, in that season. I was in Winnipeg. Um, so I spent, so we, because I had moved here to Ottawa by then, so I had to travel back to Winnipeg for, um, to receive daddy there and for him to do his ministrations and all of that. So we, we stayed together, the um, family that hosted us, uh, we stayed together. Um, it was, so they had like a basement place where daddy was staying and then I was also staying um, with him. So at that time, at night, maybe when he just wants me. So there was a particular night when he, he was just, he was praying. He was just in the living room. Everybody had gone to sleep. He was in the living room. Um, he was just, he wasn't studying, he was just sitting down praying. <laughs> so he was just sitting down praying and I, I sat down there with him. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So I sat down there with him and he was praying and praying and, and he was praying. I was listening to his prayer. And I, I, I've gone to the point where it's hard to describe <laughs> with English things. Um, but 
I um, praise God. I I be true. He was praying. I know he was praying. He was fellowshipping with something in prayer. But as I was sitting beside him, I felt like I began I began to share in his fellowship of what he was fellowshipping with in prayer. So as he was praying, I then began to pray myself, pray in the spirit. And so he was praying, and, and then there's something inside me that ministered to me, and it was a sense. I know it was, of course, it was the Lord. I'm sure the Lord must have organized that setting, that night and everything to make it play out. So he was praying, and something told me that, that you can take this fellowship, that, what, that fellowship of that, that moment, that you can take it and make it your own. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so that was the sense that came to me. I just, so I, I continued. I just, of course, I opened my heart, fellowshipping with him in prayer. Um, so from that prayer, there was, it of course, now I understand what happened. I didn't know, I couldn't, if you asked me what happened to me in that time, I couldn't tell you and explain it, but now I understand it more. That um, what, I, what, I, what I was able to get was, through his tongues, I was able to, to, to capture a, a release of grace that he was, that was he was rich with, you understand? It's a grace that he was rich with. And so I was able to tap into, of course, I believe that all the grace that I was able to access didn't come to me in that day. But I carried the, I was able to, to keep the, the spirit of that fellowship through the weight of that tongue of prayer. And so the Lord helped me. So I was, I kept with that. Anytime I want to pray, the same. You know, I, you know, everybody, you have your own tongues. You have your own fellowship. You have your own things. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own, based on your work, your relationship with God. Uh, praise God. But uh, for some time, throughout the rest of that period, while he was around, and then after I left there, came back to Ottawa, I, my own fellowship suspended. That's my own, like anytime I want to pray, I don't pray my own. I don't, um, I, 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 the door of accessing my own things. When I say things, <laughs> you know, my own flow. Uh -huh. That door, something suspended as if that door was shut. Instead, I kept breaking into this, his own, the flow of that fellowship, which I picked from, from, from praying with him. So I, I decided to keep it. And then I used to drive to work. Then um, I was living around uh, close to Ikea, so I used to drive. It took me 20 minutes or so. So every time I'm driving to work, in my every time, constantly, constantly, driving to work. When I get to work, at work, sometimes under my breath, going back home. So for, for a period, I kept, I stayed in that fellowship. And what kept happening to me was that I kept experiencing Grace. I swear, I kept experiencing grace. 
and the grace began to manifest in different ways. I began to see, of course, I began to see the scripture. Um, when I say seeing the scripture, I mean he, not seeing it mainly, hearing, like, like direction of the Bible. Uh, um, like studying, not even studying sometimes, just reading um, through almost from the same voice of that fellowship. It's not voice, but it's the same <laughs> inspiration that that season brought me on that. So, so what I'm trying to describe to you is an example of coming into grace, but the catalyst being tongues. So it's very clear that that tongue is the spiritual thing that was hanging over me that has grace inside it. And every time I fellowship with that tongue, I started, that grace started training me. Right, in different, different aspects, this is just, the, the scripture aspect is one aspect of it. The other aspect of it, which I won't, I won't share. You, you get what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's an example of some, so when you say, see tongues, uh-huh. giving the, the ministry of tongues is very powerful. In fact, ministry of tongues is almost, it's, it marks the word of righteousness and the word of Christ, almost as if, if you can't break into the, the world of, um, of the flow of the oracles of Christ without tongues. The word of Christ is oraculous in nature. There's a way it is, and the ensuing grace, praise God, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know why I shared that thing, but amen. Hope you don't find it weird, you know. Mm. <laughs> Glory, are you happy I shared it? Mm. Praise God. Um. There are some things that we should learn. Praise God. One thing that you should learn is don't love yourself too much. Don't hate yourself either, but <laughs> don't love yourself. If you love, love yourself too much, you will have difficulty drinking other people. Because you will like to be your own self. You like to, to be your own. Um, sometimes spiritual things, the way you pray, you know you like to access things your own way. It's the way God is to you, it's the way God talks to me. You know those kind of things. Um, when you start growing, you start abandoning some of those things. Is um, there's almost like sometimes there's almost a kind of trade you have to do. It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of sacrifice, especially if you want to get things that are tied to persons. Sometimes, 
the price you have to pay to get something that is, that if something belongs to somebody, when I say belong, I don't mean they have it in their house, I mean it's, it, has, it has been, it's magnetic to their person. Yes, it's their person, it's, that, it's part of their person. Yes, mm-hmm. And you like, you want to get, you, 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 you love that thing sometimes, most of the time, most of the time, that thing will not flow unless you're able to pay sacrifice for it. And the only thing you can sacrifice to cut from a person is your own person. It's difficult to keep yourself and then take another. A lot of times, Is, and this is not what I'm telling you. Telling is not trying to be like any somebody or that's not me. I don't have that inside me. Like you know, like maybe trying to copy somebody or something. I don't have that. You know, a lot of people say I look like daddy. I mean, I don't even you know that kind of. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if if to any to any extent that I do, maybe maybe the way I anything, it's. It's, sub, it's, it's completely subconscious in terms of it is, um, it's, um, let's say where that thing happens. Um, praise God. I'm sure it must have happened with Jesus too. You know? In fact, when they went to come and take Jesus, they had to, Judas had to come and identify him. That one is him. Because they must have looked so alike. After some time, they must have all looked like him. Maybe not because they are trying to copy Jesus. It's, there's a way person. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm not teaching you try to be like anybody else. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you. Don't idolize yourself and how you are and your own frame and all of that. Be sensitive to the grace at work in orders, especially spiritual things which God has put in orders. When you see, there's a way you can, if you allow, if you allow your, the inhibitions of your own person to die, and you are able to magnify that thing. It's not the person, it's what is in them that you are seeing. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a sacrifice. Everybody likes to be their own self. It's a natural instinct. But like that that time I was was describing to you, it was a period where every time I'm trying to kneel down to pray, trying to fellowship, it's almost as if there's a choice. Okay, pray as yourself. Pray as Jeff. Or pray with this flow. But there's another flow. I knew it wasn't my own. It was a bit strange. But there was something I sensed there that is... Um, <laughs> Do you get what I mean? 
these things I'm telling you, these are the reason for fellowship, body. Do you get what I mean? It's that each person you'll be enriched by that which every joint supplied. Every person has a supply that others should be able to, to drink from. Wisdom of drinking from each other is very, very key for growing. It's actually a law in the body of Christ. It's like God doesn't want anybody to be a giant and an, and an island. Imagine your hand say, I want to start growing outside myself. I don't want to be connected. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. I, I was just teaching you about tongues. That's all I was saying. Um, but um, I was just giving you an example of how through a tongue, through or through tongues, that there's more to tongue than how it sounds. Is a weight. It can it can carve things inside it. That when you stay with it, it can release the spiritual essence to you. Uh -huh. So when a tongue comes, let's say in a meeting, a tongue comes and the tongue is there. Someone picks it who has a gift of tongues, can pick it. The, how the gift of interpretation works, they are not trying to listen to that thing. The interpretation itself is also a gift. So to interpret, you have to move into the, it's in the spirit, right, that that interpretation what will come from. So the gift of interpretation of tongues is that inward tuning of the Holy Spirit to, to from the spirit, have utterance to, trans, to put in the form of words to convey the spirit mm -hmm, that interprets as an interpretation of what that tongue uh, is trying to say. Praise God. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So, because I said you raise up your hand, I prayed for you. So, I'm just trying to explain to you what I prayed for you. <laughs> so, happen. <laughs> So you don't start thinking in some weird way that maybe something will just come over you and you just, without, your, without any of your, uh, amen. You know, it's a gift. So if they gave it, they gave it. They are not still holding it. If they give it, it's yours. You use it. I can say, hey, you can interpret. Right? That's how I normally do it. When tongue come. I will look at him. When I look at him, he knows what I'm saying. And I will do my head like this. When I, when I do my head like this. I'm not, that head is not saying, Holy Ghost, go ahead and captivate him now. And take over his mouth. <laughs> Under duress. And <laughs> start talking through him. That's not the way gift works. Yeah. Gift, gift is, it resides in you. It's a tuning. Yeah. It's, like you are, it's like you are a radio. And then you can, when, you, when you want, you will just tune the frequency. You will start hearing from that place, that's how it's, it's yours, it's, that's how gift operates. You can say, I don't want to hear radio and turn it off, I'm not, like, you can now, I can beg him, we interpret, and he'll say, no, I'm not interpreting. There's nothing like, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will not force him to interpret the tongue. But if I say interpret, and he agrees to interpret, then he will stand up and take the mic. When he takes the mic, what will he, be, what will he do? Sometimes to connect that tongue, he may have to speak in tongues himself to move into the spirit, so to speak, to tune 
the gift in him to fetch the utterance for what the spirit is trying to say. Sometimes he can easily deliver that interpretation in short words, very quickly. There are some times he might, he might labor with words more to gather it. Every time is different. Sometimes it might be more verbose. There are sometimes the way it comes, it will be very precise and concise. There are different ways that that gift operates. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Do you, believe, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Bless you. Amen. Um, praise God. So I was teaching about the difference between the the gifts that are of that are instru- of instrumentation, yes, which are the gifts of the person of the Spirit and the gifts of the person of Jesus, yes, right? Which the gifts of the person of Jesus are in form of fivefold gifts. Uh, they are for the they are for the use. They are instrument of ministry. Yes, Praise God. And I said, Does the Spirit is God? Does anybody have any question about what I shared before? I, I feel like maybe there might be questions hanging because maybe you've never, you've never heard such things before. So, um, does anybody have any question about it? I don't want to leave. Um, no, anyone? You have, sir. Thank you. I'm sure if you ask a question, you'll be asking the question in many people's hearts. But please go ahead. Yeah. Anyhow you want. You can sit. You're fine. Thank you. Um, my only question was about the gift. Um, yes, sir. So how do you know when you have the gift? How do you know? How do you know? Okay. Which of the gifts now? This would be the gift of um, interpretation. Of interpretation of tongues. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, you, the principle of asking, of asking and receiving operates with whatever you're asking for. If you're asking for a gift, one of the fundamental things is faith. Uh, you must have faith. And how does faith operate? You believe that you receive it. Right. You must believe that you receive it. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. So, and one of the the proof that you believe you have received it is that you position yourself inwardly, like you have received it. Is a law of is a law of fate. You position yourself inwardly, like you have what, like like you have received it. If you are positioned like that way, like you receive, in other words, when you feel, you sense, if you're able to sense as an interpretation, praise God. If you are not, if you are not, if you are not able to sense that yet, um, in terms of the utterance, having, you know, the feeling like you have the, an utterance concerning that thing, 
you keep positioning yourself and keep praying. Praise God. The Bible doesn't even say pray for it. It says covet. Uh, so I don't mean to say beyond what the Bible says. <laughs> so to, to covet is a thing of the heart. You yes, desire sir. it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So you covet it with your heart. You post, position yourself. And then you will, when it begins to operate, you will know. You will know. That's just the best thing for me to tell you. How you will know, you will know, you will, it will, it, you will see it, almost like seeing it. You will see, you will have an, an inclination towards when a tongue comes, you will be, begin to be inclined towards what that tongue is saying. It will rise up from within you, it will begin to rise from within you. And if you have faith enough to yield, release your, your tongue, you will see utterance concerning what that tongue is saying can be, will begin to come. You understand? Uh-huh. Praise God. That's it. But don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. There are many ways. That's not the only way it happens too. And that way it can happen is that the Holy Ghost can just descend on you and you will interpret the whole tongue. Knowing them. After you will not tell you, ah, you just interpreted tongue. You won't know. That, that Holy Spirit, sometimes you can do that. The Holy Spirit will just pour himself at a measure too. In the moment, feel you in the moment. That's what feeling of the Holy Spirit is like that. It can feel you. And when you when you feel you get intoxicated, and through sometimes through intoxication it will get crash your the the, the threshold of your mind and then you use that. So there are different ways that the Holy Spirit can can do it. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what I was describing is assuming let's say the Holy Ghost doesn't do it that way. There are also scriptural principles of receiving things. You understand what I mean? Um, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Um, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so the, these gifts, um, they are to the gift of the Holy Spirit and, of course, the gift of Christ they are to serve the real gift, right? So the, the real gift or the, real, the full economy of gift are the things which God wants to give. Okay. The things which God wants to give are two, really. They are two natures. That is the nature of Christ. Okay? That's one. And then the nature of, or the divine nature himself. Praise God. That divine nature has its fullness. The full completion of that divine nature is what you call the gift of God which is eternal life. The Bible calls it eternal life, right? The gift of God, the wages of sin is death, but what? The gift of God is eternal life. That gift of God is just the summarizing of when God has now downloaded everything to you. That gift is called eternal life. That's the gift of God. But there are 
gifts, many gifts that are in God, which God wants to give, that fall under the jurisdiction of his own life, first of all, and the life that is an empowerment for his life, which is the life of Christ. Do you understand that? Okay. Now, you see there's something unique about the person of Jesus. I mean, Jesus as a person. Okay? One of the, the key things about Jesus is that Jesus is himself. Jesus is the access into the 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 substances, the, real, the gifts of God. I don't know if you understand me. I mean the person. That's the key thing about the person of, of, the, of Jesus, which the Holy Spirit himself does not really, is not in his own jurisdiction to give access to gifts that are in God. He can give you many things. He can give you a house, a car. He can give you many things. He can give you money. That's the Holy Spirit. He can give you good health. He can give you healing. He can, there are many things he can give to you. Praise God. But when it comes to actual gifts which God has, the instrumentality of the gift that the Holy Spirit is as a person doesn't give access to what? To rather, what his person, his person does is to create an environment, praise God, where, where is an environment that can, and not just an environment, but create resources, which are also type of gifts. I'm separating gifts from gifts. Now, there are also type of gifts that are attached to his person. Praise God. That um, help to connect with higher gifts. Right, that gift itself will do preparation in your, in your heart, in your soul, help you to raise you to a particular point and create a kind of you know, um, preparation in your heart right, to be able to receive the gift of Christ or that's the gift of the person of Jesus. Right, to, to be able to unlock those, those gifts, to make you able to receive the ministry of those gifts. All the apostles, before Paul came on the scene, they have flourished very well in the gifts of the person of the Holy Spirit. Right? They, they had the gifts of the person. They, of course, they had the person. They have flourished also in the gifts of the person of the Holy Spirit. So they had this, the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Two very, very important things which they had together. Okay.
Now, when we, are, we look at, I want you to see two different um, planes now. I want you to see the ministry plane, the ministerial plane, and see the, the, the other plane of, of, of nature. When I say nature, I mean the actual gifts which your soul needs. Amen. You can call it grace, call it measure, call it spirit, call it <laughs> doctrine, call it line. We've been, we've been teaching about that thing for some time, right? I mean the actual essence of what they want to bring you into, which are divided into two compartments, Christ and God. Right, that, that's one plane. Mm-hmm. Now, in the, minist- in the mini- ministerial plane, ministerial means the instrumentation. Right? What I call it? The aspect of instrumentation. One of the, the, the purpose of instrument is for the flow of precepts. That is, these gifts that are instruments is for the handling and the, the giving of precepts. You get what I mean? So when it comes to instrumentation for the purpose of precept, you have gifts of the spirit as a platform that serves the gift of the person of Christ, which are, those gifts of Christ are what? Five-fold in number. Right, that they are fold of gifts. He said he gave gifts to men. So you see, the, the gifts he gave to men can be flowing. You understand what I mean? And it can reach you. When the gifts that is flowing, that God gave in an apostle reaches you, it doesn't mean you have become an apostle. It's saying that the gift has come to you. And when that gift is with, is with you, or is operating towards you, it will be ministering to you. You, you can be under the, the ministry of a gift because you have come under that administration. Do you get what I'm saying? So that gift can just be around in your life because you have operated. And then that gift gives you access, the key of that gift, it gives you access to the person are you understanding me? Yes, for to, for to the access to the person to minister to you, to then develop the stature. Uh-huh. To develop the what? The stature which you need. So you have instruments, then you have stature. You have instruments, you have stature. Right, so you have gifts as instrument. You have gift as stature. Are you seeing the difference? Gift as instrument, gift as what? Stature. The reason for, the, for instrument as gift is so you can access the gift of stature. You see that? Aha. So the so you see the, minis- the ministerial gift of instrument is for the operation and the delivery and the, the traveling 
of mainly the traveling of precepts. Praise God. Now, when that, those gifts of Christ, of the person of Jesus is operating, it operates and it uses the gifts of the Spirit yes, as well. Yes, mm-hmm. But when you, if you have just the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit does not give you the gift of stature that comes from God. Are you understanding me? It doesn't give you what? The gift of stature that comes from God. That is the uniqueness of the person of Jesus. That what makes Jesus unique? Do you understand that? What made Jesus, what makes him, his person, the ministry of his person, unique is that he is the one who opens that door. By the time the instrumentality of the gift tied to his person begins to operate, he begins to open the door to gifts of stature, which are, first of all, stature of the measure of the stature of Christ, and then there's what he called the stature of God. So by the time a soul now grows up, let's say a soul grows up in Christ to a certain degree, and then that soul is under the ministry gift that, that comes from the person of Jesus, okay? Now, at some point, those ministry gifts from the person of Jesus can, can now heave up and begin to minister, pick gifts. Is where is he picking gift from? Now, are you seeing that now, now you see this ministry, the instrumentality of the the ministry of Jesus, fivefold, is not just for Christ. When you hear gift of Christ, there's a temptation to think it's only gift that fivefold is meant to minister Christ alone. No, it's not meant to. You see, that is a particular, um, is a is a particular work that God has has done. That via that, those gifts, anything that has to do with development of stature that this, the person of Jesus, that's what Jesus is for. Right, so so you see these gifts which he gave to men, they are ascension gifts. And if you measure the height of the ascension, it's higher than the heavens. Like when you see, like, like when you see Jesus in the spirit, you see a very tall being. You, you, he's taller than the heavens. And as tall as he is, so is his ministry. Right. Jesus has a very tall word, ministry, in the spirit. So, so you see these gifts now, that are gifts of his person, when they want to begin to minister stature, according to the wisdom of their administration, they can pick gifts of stature from the, from the zone of Christ. In God, that's, one, that's the sense I'm giving you. That it's in where everything about the gift of stature is in where? Is in God. So there's a storehouse in God. Uh-huh. There's a storehouse in God where what? 
where you, they can pick the statue of Christ from. And then this gift, that's what this gift does. This past apostles, prophet, they can pick gifts from, this, from Christ in God. Right, they will pick gifts from there and say, we are administering Christ to you now. So they will take gifts from there and give it to you. Take gifts from that place and give it to you. After a while, it begins to stretch to give you, to bring gifts from where? From the nature of God. I'm talking of gifts of stature. It's the same gift of Christ that's in operation. Am I making any sense to you? <laughs> Praise God. So, but this, this Jesus now, of course, he is God, okay? And when you look in the, in, the, in the world of stature, you have the stature of Christ, and you have the stature of God, right? There is another person who is, has a relationship to Jesus, apart from the Holy Spirit, is who you call his, the Father. And like I said, Ephesians referred to him as the Father, the God, and but is, is both the God and what? The Father of who? Is both the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you see that God and Father of Jesus? Now, listen. That God and Father of our Lord Jesus, he also has instrumentality. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. He also has what? He also has instrumentality. But his instrumentality is designed for the development of his son. Do you get that? When I say he has instrumentality, it means he also has gift. It means the father also has ministry gift. A gift that is uh, that's ministerial. But it's not fivefold. Like Jesus. It's Jesus. Fivefold came from Jesus. He gave gifts to men. Uh-huh. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? It's not the father that gave gifts to men. Fivefold ministry. I don't, it was, it's Jesus. But I'm talking about there is a, there's, a, there's a kind of ministry which, which father, that being called father, that father is the father of Jesus. Do you get? He's the father of Jesus and he's the one who raised Jesus by himself. He wasn't raising him using fivefold. There was no fivefold when he was raising Jesus. He has his own way of ministering. There's a way he ministered 
The father ministers to him. Jesus made allusions, to, alluded to it in sometimes. When we say, for example, what I see my father do. That that's what I do. The father was teaching the son, developing him, raising him. Praise God. Now, one of the main reasons why the father raised the son was to make the son a raiser of men. Another way to put it is he raised the son to make the son also a father. Uh No, that's the job of of every father, is to raise a father. When you've raised a father, you you have finished your job. That's your fatherhood is complete. Right? The moment a father sees a father in his son, that's the day he has stopped raising. He he has trained up the child in the way he should go. Now he's old. He would hands off while you are now a father. Are you understanding me? It's very clear Jesus is a father. Right? They call him everlasting father. He has, he has fatherhood status in the spirit. Who raised Jesus to be a father? It is the father of Jesus. That father of Jesus is the third person or the first person of the Trinity who was a father to Jesus. And through his own way of ministry, I don't know how that ministry looked like, how he was raising Jesus. But perhaps he has his own way. But we, can, we will know when we begin to experience the fatherly ministry of Jesus. You know, there are many things about fatherhood. Fatherhood is not only about training. Hmm? So as I'm speaking, don't feel like, ah, but I want to enjoy the father by myself. You know the secret? You don't know. You're already enjoying him to a degree. Are you get what I'm saying? You're enjoying him to a degree, but not in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, to development, the father raised his son to father others. Those, you and I, when Jesus, when Jesus is speaking about to his father, he said, I am the children which, which you have given me. I am the children, I am they that you have given me. The children that you have given me. So we are children of the father, but we are children who the father gave to, to another father who he raised. To say that I don't want to raise them directly. I want you to be their raiser. That is, Jesus, that is his stance as, when he said there is one God and then one mediator. So, you see the word, there is the God and the mediator. One God, one mediator. So that mediator who is set in the spirit, God set him, he's a man <laughs> Are you saying that he's a man who is God who has been raised to become a father to be able to to raise men up? 
are you getting the sense of what I'm saying? Aha. So think about it, how, how, did, how God raised Jesus from that fatherly ministry. You know, he said, he said no man has seen God at any time. Said, but the only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the, he has declared him. He, he sits in the bosom of the father to declare the father. That declaration of the father is for, is for raising. But the, the beautiful thing is that once you are raised up, you become qualified for the, for the bosom. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. You become what? Qualified for, you become qualified. That is what it means by where I am. That I will come again and receive you. In my father's house, there are many mansions there. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again, receive you unto myself, so that where I am, that there you may what? Be also that receiving you unto myself is the raising. I will receive you unto myself so that where I am, that there you may be also. As the Father raised up the dead and quickened them, so has He given to the Son to what? To quicken whom he wills. John 5 verse 21. For as the father raised up the dead and quickened them, even so the son quickened whom he wills. So this power, every, every power the father has, he has given it to the son. Every power that the father has, he has given it to the son. He has given it to Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know if you are sensing what I'm trying to say to you. I'm just showing you, I'm trying to show you the extent of what this, you see this, when you're under ministry of the fivefold, what they are able to bring to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? What they are able to bring to you is they are, they are able to, is the, they, are, they are partners in the ministry of the Son. The ministry which Jesus, of Jesus, let me use the word Jesus. But even, even his ministry of, as a father of raising and his ministry of developing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, but now, past ten. Praise God. Um, so, <laughs> I've got into the the place, what I want to explain so we can read this Revelation chapter one. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Um, so, so you are seeing that Jesus, who is the father? Of course, he's been raised now. He's the father. He's the father. Praise God. But he, when he was, he was raised by his father. The Bible calls it his father. The God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person who raised him up. And I, and I mean in a personal way. God the father, that first person. He's the one who raised up Jesus. He, he trained him. 
yes, he developed him yes, by his method of training, yes. which was not, we know it's not five-fold method. Yes, yes. Yes. Because that one, he doesn't give gifts to men yes. in that kind of way. Rather, he raised one person to give gifts to men. That is his own son. Do you get what I'm saying? As his father raises up the dead, quickeneth them, means that is his ability. He has given to the son to do that. Praise God. So he has a, a, way, that a way of ministering, that he, a ministry that he gave to his son. It's a sense. It's the father's own sense. He, he, he ministers from his picture. He ministers from his word, from his picture, from his, his, his view. He, he ministers from his height. There's a place that he, he does minister from. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Jesus, through fivefold operation, which is gifts, we've seen that gifts. You see, all these writers of letters, they all wrote their letters according to the word, those instrumentation of the gifts which Jesus gave. And, and those gifts, I told you, they are able to fetch gifts of stature from both the word, the stature of Christ, the gift of Christ and the gift of God. Those things are all in God. Like you see Peter could, through the gift which Jesus gave him, he could speak about Christ. Talking about your faith, the trine of your faith, all of those things, was using the gift which Jesus gave him to fetch, to try and bring things from that place. He could now speak about the divine nature, also fetching from a higher place. Paul spoke about, did that, all the, these guys did that. But there's a uniqueness about the book of Revelation. It is the book of Revelation. Now, when I'm saying gift now, I'm not saying where did the idea come from. I'm not saying, talking about where the, the essence of what they are saying come from. We all know it's all coming from God. Yes. Christ is a product of God yes. and all of that. What, what, what I'm talking about here is which person crafted the instrumentality? It's very clear that all the epistles were crafted from the instrumentality of the ministry, of the gift of Christ, which came from the person of Jesus. But the book of Revelation is different. The book of Revelation was crafted from a higher place. Of course, definitely, it came through the person of Jesus. But it, he, he didn't, it wasn't crafted from his gift administration. The craft came from, he fetched into his own father. You understand when it came to Jesus has given gifts. You guys have tried, but I want to give one final gift 
I want to close the Bible with a final gift. It's like maybe he has done it. He has done it well, but maybe he went to go and ask his own father, do you have anything for the guys? <laughs> can, you give them a, can you give them a taste? When they come into your bosom, just to taste what the kind of thing they can, they will be fellowshipping with. So, I'm sure the, the father said, yeah, we can do that. I will now... I will give you a revelation. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. So this which God gave to him is not trivial. It's different from he gave gifts to men. Which is Ephesians 4. Of course, his father raised him up, but he gave gifts to men. Do you understand what I'm saying? So all the epistles came from those gifts, but this one came through the person of Jesus. But the gift function, operation, that crafted the thought of this book. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? This book of Revelation is, is the revelatory ministry of God. Anything I say, does it contradict the Bible? It's, it's clear. It's clear here. That's what we are reading it. Amen. We are reading it here that this is revelation. It's the revelation, of course, it's of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. It's the blueprint. All they want to teach is Jesus. Because after teaching him, there's nothing else to teach. Because the Father did not leave anything out that he didn't put in Jesus. So there's no need to bring anything else. Every, all the revelation is Jesus. So, that, so Jesus is the revelation. He's everything. Everything is... In him, if the please for that in him should all fullness, that he might feel all things. When he ascended, praise God, glory to God. So this revelation came from, what I say, it came from not just a divine mind. It came from the mind of God, which God gave to him to do what? Show. So he gave to him and then to make him now show to his what? Servant, which was shortly come to pass, and then he sent it and then signified it. Are you seeing the difference now? None of the other epistles were sent by an angel. When Paul was writing, he wasn't writing by, what he was writing was, it was flowing from the gift of which Christ, Jesus, gave him, that was operating in him. That was where his epistles were fountaining out from. If it, was, it came by an angel, he would say it, Maybe in the beginning of Ephesians, the, the revelation, bless, grace and peace unto you, as I have heard from Michael, as it was sent to me. He didn't mention those things. They, didn't, you know, they, what, they kept saying grace and peace from our Lord Jesus. I, go and read it. All, all of the epistles, all the blessings they were bringing from, was from the Lord Jesus. From the Lord Jesus. Are you, do you understand me? Yes, sir. 
But this one is different. So, so this didn't come from fivefold. That's what one thing I want to make you see about this book. Right? It was actually sent and is signified by his angel message unto what his servant John. Now there is but you know there's a way I described why they did it as if it's just a joke. Okay, do you have anything for the boys? That was just to make you laugh. But the truth is that there is there's a reason for why the father why God will give this revelation. Praise God. There's a reason why what? Why God will give what? This revelation. And then he will use the method of, of angelic ministry. There are some things that you, you guys must have noticed that You should have by now been, been used to the difference between operating of the gift of Christ and receiving a message from an angel. Mm-hmm. You've been following that this mes- t- ministry for the last few years. You will see that you will see the difference. That he does both. And it's not the same. There are a lot of times when that is ministering, he himself will tell you that it's not just it's not just apostolic gift of Christ that he's ministering from. He's ministering a message that came from an angel. Do you get what I'm saying? It is it is by what authority? This the book of Revelation is. It's an express revelation with an express authority. And what, is, what do I mean by that? It has a signature of the person of God. <laughs> it has a signature of what? Of the person. The person of God. There's, so there's something about this that if you want to the same way you can perceive Jesus, you can perceive God, the Father. And like I said before, when he starts ministry, when this kind of ministry starts, the ambience can change, the aroma can change. If souls who are used to just fivefold gift of Christ operation alone, now become under this kind of system, you can just be like this guy, you guys, you have gone purely into Error, you have gone. What do you mean? Why are you mentioning Michael, Michael? Why? You know those kind of things? I don't know if, anybody, if I ever crossed your mind before that why is it, why can't you just ask an apostle who you are, as a reverend who you are, just teach? <laughs> it, is the, it has to do with the authority from where they want to minister to you. All these things are all messy things. And I won't lie to you, you, you might never fully understand them. You just have to submit to them. It's like you trying to understand why did they have to become three persons 
I cannot tell you why. I cannot tell you that there are three. And I can show you their functions. But why that kind of design is there's a wisdom that they have. Praise God. So this ministry of the book of Revelation. So in this revelation of Jesus Christ, there is the the portion of the nature of Christ there. So when they say which God gave to him, they're not telling you that it's just about talking about eternal life, eternal life. It doesn't start with eternal life. What they are, they are telling you more about is the authority of the ministry. Where is it flowing from? They are trying to tell you that there's a difference between when Jesus speaks about Christ's life and when God speaks about Christ's life. There's a difference between when Jesus talks about, talks about the divine nature and when God speaks about the divine nature. The things he uses are different. His metaphors are different. His picture is different. He sense of, he sent and signified it. How he signifies things are different. And they are not just for trivial, they are not just for joke. There is a reason why. You might not know why, maybe later, ah! Maybe towards the end to now click, ah! This is why. This is why we had to taste of, of that ministry. Amen. I, I hope I haven't like loaded you too much of oh. Amen. There's something I feel very strongly. It's a, and it's a heart disposition of, of the persons of God. They have a strong desire to make themselves known. They are, they are, they are making war and pressing against the Ignorance, the nonchalance of men, the, you know, the, because we are, something bad has been done to us. It's not, to, to find most that one tiny appetite to know them, it's not that easy. Even if you, when you, sometimes you have a little, just being in the world, it will remove it. Are you getting me? There's, but on their own side, I just, I've just felt it. There's something about them that, desires strongly for to be known. And that thing is a great sacrifice. Normally they hide by nature. But it's mercy. There's just mercy. Something pushing. There's something like, what, so what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou, thou visitest him. Now we know, like David was asking the question, but that question came again in Hebrews. So I, I, somewhere I feel like it's God himself asking the question. They are, they are possessed with mercy. Mercy has possessed their heart. But, and they are, they are pressing against everything, all the resistance in us. But thank God that 
those resistance can break. After some time, it, like, like Pastor Femi was using the, the analogy of elastic limit, that all the things that want to keep us away from God, they have the elastic limit, and God will keep pushing against it. And pushing, and pushing against it. Until your heart will have no longer, no other desire. Everything will fall flat. You just want to know them. Just where, where are you? We want, come out. Come out from where you are. Come out from your secret place. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. Father, we thank you. Bless you. Just pray. Pray just a very short time. La pare ni kaisia. Evrena aisia merakia. Arime surian tafari her. Ere makaria. Oh, Ramaramahori. Oh, Rimashi. Just ask, simply reveal yourself to me. Just simply like that. Ask, ask him. Ask the Lord Jesus. Ask God. Ask his Father to reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Please reveal yourself to me. Please reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself. Do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it will take in my lifetime. Whatever it will take. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father, we thank you. We don't deserve anything. We don't deserve anything from you. But we thank you because of your mercy that keeps coming after us, that keeps pursuing us. Thank you for your desire, your great desire, your overwhelming desire to make yourself known to us, to come closer to us, to unveil yourself, for us to know you. Father, I pray, help us today, the same mercy that from where these things came, this understanding is coming. Father, I ask that that mercy will be at work in, in us. Amen. That open up the portals, the gate, the doors of our heart to become one with the spirit of revelation. I ask, Father, help us. Help us. I pray, open our souls up to all of your gifts. Amen. All of your gifts. Amen. 
all of your gifts Amen. and all the operations, all, all of your instrumentations, Amen. Lord, to bring us in a place of bountiful harvest. Amen. Spirit, thank you, Father. I ask no soul will, will fall short of this hope. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give all the praise to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.